And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio we have... Gavin Insulin. Pastor Gavin Insulin, and... The Black Knight. The Black Knight, right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics, and this week's hot politics is quite, quite hot, because um, South Africa is currently at... uh, we always, I mean, with politics, we always at a, what is it? Crossroads. Crossroads when it comes to politics. Um, but if you've been like keeping up with the news, South African news and stuff like that, EFF has threatened to do a national shutdown on Monday, the 20th of, of March, which is this upcoming Monday. And the whole point of this national shutdown is that President Cyril Maposa should step down. So now we want to look in the show the, at our president, our beloved president, um, and why are people asking him to shut down? Was he funded, as in when he originally became president in 2017? That's when he won the ANC. The ANC... Presidency, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, he only became president, was it in 2019? 19 or 18. Oh, no, in 19, because yeah. when he was selected and then the two years after. Yeah. Yes. So, um, was he funded through all of that, from 2017 through 2019 now, with everything that is happening, we want to just look at our president. And should he step down? Shouldn't he step down? And we'll just basically get our thoughts on that. Pastor Gavich, you want to explain more? Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about an interview that was done on the Safian Broadcasting Corporation uh, with a professor where the interviewer actually asked some quite in, in, incisive questions um, around the state of Sir Ramaphosa. The professor be- was believing that Ramaphosa's presence is dead and uh, believing that he's going to resign by the end of the year. Obviously, we'll give our thoughts about that, um, you know, and... Um, one, one of the, the statements that he made was that uh, Ramaphosa, we, we know for a fact that in the ANC conference where they elected their president in 2017, that uh, Ramaphosa got funding from the EU and the United States. And uh, he actually speaks about that and, and he was their preferred candidate because he believed that he was going to run South Africa in a way that would benefit the EU and the United States. Um, and South Africa is a very sought after country because of the minerals in this country, especially the minerals relating to uh, nuclear power. And uh, so they believe that they, they had that candidate, but Cyril Ramaphosa, by the looks of it, hasn't done everything that those powers would have wanted him to do. And uh, therefore, you know, the media landscape in South Africa has actually turned on him. 
um, three or four years ago, the, the term that they were coining was ramaphoria. So you, you, the, the euphoria caused by ramaphosa, and now they're calling him, well, I suppose you could coin the phrase rama disaster. Um, and then the question would be, why has the media turned? Who controls the South African media? And, you know, who's, who's controlling the conversation around Sir Ramaphosa? And I suppose what will come up in this conversation, what do we here at the political show think of His Royal Highness President Sir Ramaphosa? Yeah. yeah, that is what we're going to be speaking about. Like I said, it's going to be hot because this is the political show where Christ politics is. Hot politics. Hot politics. Turn up the volume. The volume. This is Radio On Demand. What Demand. you want, Demand. when you want it. It's Active it's FM. Active FM. Active FM. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. About a week ago, Professor Thomas Hausen was interviewed by SABC News, which is South African Broadcasting Channel. Corporation. Corporation. <laughs> and um, yeah, they were basically interviewing him and he th- he called this whole thing South Africa post-Ramaphosa. And the, they were basically speaking about um, President Sir Ramaphosa's presidency and, and stuff. And one of the things that were asked, one of the first things that were actually asked about this was why was President Ramaphosa chosen? Why did they believe that President Cyril Maposa would have been the best candidate for the ANC presidency and to basically be president over South Africa? And one of the things that he did mention was because he was a businessman, um, people were not going to look at, you know, the po- political side of things. They were going to vouch for him because he's a businessman and people didn't really look into all of his companies because not all of them, the they didn't look at how the companies were actually doing. They just knew that he, he was a businessman that owned a whole lot of companies and it's not like it's another politician like in brackets, Jacob Zuma and, and stuff like that, but it's an actual businessman. So the South Africans were going to look past everything else and just look at the fact that there's this businessman that is um, going to be the president. Do you agree with that statement and what are your thoughts on that statement? It's very easy for people from Europe and America to misunderstand how people in South Africa are going to react. Yeah. Very often they, they, they would typically, Americans for example, and I suppose guys from the, the Europe and the UK as well, Typically, they'd come to South Africa and they'd, they'd, they'd believe that because they're coming from those sophisticated countries and often they're coming with a whole lot of money, that South Africans are just going to fling wide open the gates and just welcome them in and just take everything in that they say. Yeah. And uh, the, the challenge often comes in is that when, when your people from Europe and America come to South Africa, the what their challenge is also is that they come with a sort of superiority sort of attitude, yeah. believing that they're superior to the South Africans. So obviously there are aspects of their nations that are superior to the South Africans, technology-wise and things like that. But um, it's actually an attitude that's born out of arrogance. Yeah. And, and that what happens is then they come here and they then find out that Africa is not waiting for them. 
the people here are not waiting for them to come and save us. And I think often they have the idea that we are. And people are not waiting for them to save us. Sure, if I'll give people money, but um, the moment you give people your money with strings attached, they you aggravate them. Yeah. They, um, you know, they, 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 they're not at all happy with that. And so, you know, look at, looking at that now, um, they obviously reckoned you just put this businessman in, uh, not really looking at his record, um, you know, how has he really done? What companies has he built? And the, the thing is, you know, Cyril hasn't built any companies. Everything that Cyril's built up, um, except for in the old days, the National Union of Mine Workers, which he was a general secretary of, he built that up. But from what I understand, he built that up under the tutelage from Harry Oppenheimer, who was the richest man in South Africa at that, at that stage. But other than that, in terms of the the business empire that he built up, that happened because he had the right connections in the right place at the right time and he was given the right opportunities. Yeah. And even when he was given the right opportunities, um, there's, you know, we're not able to determine whether it was his excellent business skill that made the most of those opportunities or if it's just it was given to him on a, on a golden platter. Mm. Um, so that, that's the first thing that they, that they didn't look at. And what people need to realize is South Africans will look at that. You know? um, in fact, there was some unhappiness in some quarters in South Africa when Ramaphosa became the president due to the fact that there's a, 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 a disaster that happened there on a strike at a place called Marikana, a mine, Marikana mine. Uh, where police shot a lot of people dead, a lot of protesters dead, and, and you know, things like that. And, um, you know, so in, in South Africa, there is a blemish against Sir Ramaphosa's record yeah. because of what happened, because he was involved with a mining group called Lonman, who were the operators of that mine, it was a platinum mine. And, um, you know, so therefore, he wasn't just going to get a free run, you know, in terms of those sorts of things. And also, there's certain things that people would expect from him. And um, people expect from him that the electricity supply works. Mm. People would expect from him that they get running water. People would expect from him that he's going to give them the freedom that the liberation struggle against the apartheid regime um, won them. Mm. You know, and, and a few other things like that. You know, people would expect a good education from him. People would expect him to be um, providing adequate housing for people that do not have housing. And so I can go on. And he hasn't delivered those. You know, th those, even the freedom one, you know, when, that, when COVID came and we got locked down, and basically we were locked down for, what's it, about two years and three months. Um, 750 days. 750 days. Yeah. Um, that also is a very bad mark against his name. Yeah. But it's it's a bad mark against most of the opposition parties as well, because when he when he when he locked us down, they all stood with him. Mm. So they all had that blemish against their name. And so the the political class, not just the Ramaphosa in South Africa, has lost a tremendous amount of trust from the people. Mm. People just don't trust the political class, and people believe that they're sold out to the King of England now, King Charles the Third. That 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 the, the 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 political establishment has sold out to the American government, yeah. And um, 
I know people are blaming the ANC for that, the African National Congress, which is Soma Paul's party. But if you look at parties like the main opposition, the Democratic Alliance and the economic freedom fighters of Julius Malema, um, I, I, I don't think people believe that those guys are not influenced by these same forces either. And so um, when people here in Safia mistrust you, you've got problems. Mm. I'll just give a final example. January 6th obviously is the so-called insurrection of the United States Capitol that took place in 2021. Yeah. And now there's a new one, January 8th, which is Brazil's version. Yeah. If the majority of people in South Africa believed that the election was rigged against their preferred candidate, that rigged president, I don't believe, would be able to take office. No. The people would not allow it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and no one believes the politicians yet. So when the politicians started saying, take the vaccine or be locked down the people did not buy it they didn't trust him so the political class has no capital with the people in south africa yeah and they did initially think ramaphosa was going to be different because of what the media told them but uh the moment he locked us down you know yeah. uh, very soon after he started running into trouble yeah that um i think looking at yeah i think serial from the start our president didn't want to be president um we see on how like if you check his past records in this whole anc field um there's twice that we see where he was mia like in the pol political world he was he, he didn't want to get involved we see in prior before um jacob zuma they wanted him to step in and then he didn't want to do that too mm -hmm. he was happy with running business and all of that i think because already within the business um, world, like Pastor Gavin is saying that he he was pushed, which is it's it's obvious that he was pushed. Um, okay, obvious to us, um, not to people out there. To us, so when you say was pushed, what you meaning is that he was um, built up, yes, and sort of he was placed into the yes, presidency. Yes, so yes. it's not it's not really a too democratic no, no, evolution no, 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 that took no, place. No, that's not what happened. And 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 we we know this because the tactic that they're using on him now. It's what Malema, like, years back, he was using the same tactic. It's just that he was name-dropping um, your Ruperts and your Oppenheimers. But at the same time, we know that he's doing the same thing. But it, I don't know if you see, they, it's the same people that are running whatever is happening now. It's the same people because they're saying the exact same thing that Malema was saying. It's just that now they're saying the EU and, and the USA. You, you get what I'm saying? So, so I, I think I think this whole businessman, it's just a whole lot of nonsense. Um, our people don't even look at that. Um, we look at the person and then we trust the person. We, we don't look at their profession. You know, um, my Mandela, we didn't look at it, any profession. Your Zuma, hence why we had a guy like um, pres, um, our ex-president Jacob Zuma jumping on there with all his problems and i'm talking academically problems but he was still president and him i could i could say that people actually voted for him you, you get what i'm saying so this whole businessman what are that's a whole lot of nonsense. look i think in the elections in 2019 the people did vote for him for for ramaphosa 
I think that yes, I'm in saying 2019, the whole fact of the businessman. That's what we're now. Nah, that's not. Nah, why, that's not the reason why we. Yeah, yeah, that's like nonsense. Yeah, that's people not. thought that Ramaphosa was going to mm. be honest and yeah. clean and, up and, the corruption. And, and he was pushed with the money's campaigns, and people were being um, obviously. You know what ANC would do: buy things for people, and then just sing Cyril Ramaphosa's name. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happened. So, you, so what's this? Um, later on in the interview, he mentions the fact that um, President Ramaphosa was bought by the Americans and the U EU to basically serve their what they want to do to serve their ideologies and whatever, and use South Africa as that. And one of the examples he gave was the whole thing with what's happening with our electricity here in South Africa and the ESCOM crisis and whatever. And he, he looked at the fact that if you look at the energy or climate crisis in places like America and the EU and, and whatever, they actually contribute high levels of carbon footprint. And uh, what's the South Africa only contributes about 2% of that. So we shouldn't be in the dilemma that we are with the electricity issues and whatever. And um, But because he was bought off for these things, now their thing is to close down our power stations and all of these things. And now we've had power stations closed down. Now we are in a situation where our electricity is just, it's become a permanent thing now and there's a whole lot of consequences because of that. So what are your thoughts on that and do you agree with? Well, we obviously, obviously, gigs, we agree. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> because we've been saying that. Yes. So we found an interview on SABC that said what we've been saying for a long time. Yes, mm. yes, actually. And we said that we were going to have power problems. Mm. And the reason we were going to have power problems is because they're shutting coal-fired power stations down. Mm. And there's nothing else to to um, to back up that loss of generating capacity. Mm -hmm. So, um, absolutely. And, and, and now our coal has been exported to China, America, and I think Joe Biden is trying to get us to export some of our coal there. Yeah. Um, and and what, what people in those nations, in the EU and, and the US, don't realize is that the same plans with their power grids are in place as to what's happening here in South Africa. Yep. That's what they don't realize. So that they must change their governments. Mm -hmm. We're going to let our government be free to do what they need to for the people um, and not get up with all of this nonsense. But, I mean, I can't see that safety uses 2% of the world's carbon. <coughs> I cannot accept that. We've said this before. Yeah. My brother-in-law, he was visiting us last weekend. Yeah. Lives in Australia. But anyway, he was in India prior to coming here on business. And he spoke about the fact that one day they took off and they flew across India for two and a half hours. And he said, in that entire flight, you could not see the ground. Hmm. Such is the pollution in India. <laughs> now, how much carbon is that? And there's nowhere in South Africa that you see that much pollution. Yeah, true. There's a, there's a, there, there's a few areas where there's power stations where you see a bit of that and mm. it's not that thick that, thick, no. that yeah. from an airplane you won't see the ground yeah that's true in fact when you watch cricket in india the sun's like this watery brownie color sure. it's because sure. of the pollution sure so now how can you come here and say we must shut down our cop fired power stations when you can see the pollution in india mm. or take beijing when they had the olympics in 2008 mm. they had to shut down all the industry around beijing mm. so that they could have clear skies 
because Beijing doesn't have clear skies. Sure. Because of the amount of pollution that's there. Yeah. So how can you tell me that with Beijing, with, with China and India alone producing so much carbon output that we're 2% and then if you listen to the amount of power output that happens in Europe and that happens in the United States, even with them, I don't, I don't even believe if you put the EU and the, U, the United States together, I don't believe we'd be 2% of their output and their output, by the way, the EU and the US together will be far less than either India or China in my view. Mm. Okay. I mean, you don't see the pollution. It's not yeah, like you yeah. can't from an airplane see the ground because of pollution. Yeah, carbon. True. You know what I mean? I mean, we're talking carbon now. Yeah. Let's, let's be straight. And so the thing is at the end of the day, it's very rich for these guys to come and tell us, you know, we're causing an injustice by the way we're generating our power. <laughs> um, it infuriates me. Yeah, it does. And what he was saying there is a million percent true. And here's the issue that I have. Mm. So Cyril has sold us out with it. He has. Fact. Under the writer, now coming and stating the government, claiming corruption. And all the media are, are talking about corruption. And that's a lie. The, Esk the guys working in Eskom are not corrupt. Okay, that is a total fabrication. That's not what caused this problem. Mm. What's caused this problem is that on purpose are shutting down our coal-fired power stations, reducing our generating capacity, and that's why we're now running into these rolling blackouts. Yeah. That's actually what's happening. Yeah. Now, all the opposition parties in Parliament, they're complicit in this mm. because they could have made one incredible noise about this, and they haven't. The Democratic Alliance comes along and talks about the corruption and that under the rater that they supposedly tried to murder him. I don't know that they tried to murder him. I drank a coffee and it's a coffee machine and, and the guy hasn't even been arrested. Well, is there even, what, did someone even try and poison him with cyanide? You know, that, that, that's a question that I've got. Yet that's all the DA focuses on and that's not the problem. Mm. Under the rater, if anyone tried to kill him, they would have tried to kill him because he's shutting down our coal-fired power stations. And Andre de Reiter did it. Andre de Reiter is one of the biggest traitors to South Africa there is. Mm. I believe even maybe a little bit bigger than Cyril. Okay. So at the end of the day, um, you know, when, when, I, when I look at all of these things, um, it's infuriating. And the media is not talking about it. None of the establishment in South Africa is talking about it. But yet that's actually the problem. Mm. And the people that work in Eskom, they're talking about it. And what my desire is, is that the people of Saravia start talking about it because until that starts happening, this thing's not going to change. Yeah. Black um, I think also the biggest problem here is that, um, like stuff they also highlighting on the fact that they bought our president. They didn't buy our president. They, they flipping bought the whole, the whole party. So forget just Ramaphosa. ANC That's itself. a very good point. Eh? ANC itself is bought. Is bought. So, DA is bought. So, EFF is bought. Huh? All, the parliament's bought. <laughs> so what do you mean they bought our president? He's selected. I think right now he's not doing what he's supposed to do and he's going to get kicked out. The ANC remains. But whoever climbs on that boat of the ANC... Just know that you are bought as much as Malema. You're on the bought. same board ship. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are on board. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of on board, you're on, you're on board. If it's so, a British ship, it's HMS <laughs> board <laughs> cruises. So, so for me, that, that, that's what we need to talk about. Not the mm. president being bought. 
Let's talk about the parliament the, itself and being the, which means the entire political system yes, is corrupt. It's yeah. corrupt on yeah. its own. We actually did a show about that. I yeah. don't know if you guys remember oh, last year yes, where yes. we were interviewing. I think we've done shows. Yeah, <laughs> but specifically <laughs> where we were interviewing. Um, who was it? Apostle uh, Africa. Apostle Mo Africa, and we were speaking about the whole thing of um, apartheid being a thing and. It, once they left it wasn't it didn't change anything Nothing changed. it was just now a different race that was running the thing our diamonds are still owned by the beers yes mm-hmm. yes okay anglo-american still controls our, our gold yeah mm. yeah and all our minerals yeah so, and then the last thing that they spoke about obviously now i'm just skipping through if you want you can go and look for the interview and stuff like that but uh one of the last things that they asked um thomas hausen was that do do you do does he think that um president ramaphosa will last up until the end of this year as in president of south africa up until the end of this year and thomas hausen's response was that um he doesn't think that he doesn't see ramaphosa lasting until the end of this year uh, not even till uh, the next uh, elections and whatever but um based on the, the way everything is happening with Palapala, with the ESCOM situation and stuff, it would be best for Ramaphosa to resign before a vote of no confidence. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I'm not sure he's right. Yeah. I mean, when the Palapala thing came and there was that parliamentary report that was apparently so scathing of him. Yeah. And, I mean, we spoke about that report and we thought that report was a joke. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, you know, honestly, we've got much bigger issues in the country mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming up next week on Monday, 20th of March, is this EFF shutdown and they're demanding the resignation of Sora Maposa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the analysts that I've heard say that if the EFF were, able, were, were to be able to muster 100,000 people in the country mm. with that campaign, the entire government will be forced to resign. Hmm. My prediction is that next Friday, when we're doing next political show, we will mention if the ANC stepped down. Yeah. And my, my, my view is they won't have, and that Sir Ramaphosa will still be the president. Yeah. If Ramaphosa steps down, it will be because of what Black Knight said earlier in the show, hmm. that he doesn't want to be president. Yeah. I don't think he wants to be president. Hmm. But... What, can I give you my opinion about what happened? Yeah. When Rama, because the, the news came out that Ramaphosa was going to resign. Mm. Mm. And um, then they had a, 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 a you know, the, the NEC meeting, the National Executive Committee of the, of the ANC, about Ramaphosa resigning. And the previous president, Thabo Mbeki, stood up and said, there's no ways I'm going to accept that President Ramaphosa resigns unless he faces us at the NEC. Hmm. And um, there was an announcement that he was going to make an announcement at eight o'clock that evening. That he was, and, and the, the word was he was going to resign. And in my view, many of the members of the NEC of the ANC, like Tabu Mbeki, probably they might, some of them might have threatened to kill him <laughs> if he resigned. I, I think that's what happened mm. because I think the ANC is well aware. From a pause, resigns. It's going to be extremely detrimental to the stability of South Africa. Yeah. So um, I'd be totally against it. Yeah. And if he did resign, I'm not, I'm not a Ramaphosa supporter, but I'd be totally against it. Mm. If he gets removed to an election, that's good. Mm. 
but um, not not this way mm. because I don't think there's any guys that are better than him in our parliament. Yeah, I think they're all like him. Sure, like nice. That's just my opinion, okay, yeah. guys. That's yeah. not the political <laughs> side view. That's my Kevin Henson opinion. So what is the question? Again? Sorry, I was just into <laughs> it. It was very. And so, um, do you see? Oh, do you think much. that he should resign before votes of no confidence? Do you agree with that? And do you basically see him lasting until the end um, of this year? Um, with with the election that we went through now, with the whole presidency and all of that, well, uh, obviously the polls and the votes spoke for themselves that people in the ANC and people, um, us people, we do want him president because he won, he won like by far like um Zueli had no chance like even if like if the term chance was there even if it was there he still had no chance so for me him being kicked out or whatever it'll obviously be the whole factor that um the ANC is owned and he has no saying you know uh say like like Malema was saying in the is it two weeks that he did his interview that um he knows that the president has a has a, a letter that is already written. If we just go and search his house, definitely we'll find an, uh, a a letter of resignation there. But I'm 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 just I'm just thinking this guy is just talking because I don't think he's also confident on the president leaving because, like Pastor Gavin is saying, uh, probably a lot of people there have stopped him because probably if we do go to his house and search, we will find a letter but he was stopped from from doing that. And um, I think they're still looking for uh, a good um, um, alternative person, which is, um, I believe that's what they're looking for now. And then mm -hmm. until they find that person, I think our president is stuck on that chair, whether he likes it or not. Well, the thing is, um, two things. The first is, um, what other leader is there in South Africa at the moment? That's, That's what problem. everyone's saying. Yeah, it's the biggest problem. But the second question I have, so obviously in your household there's ANC and all of this. Mm. Do members of the ANC believe that the, this last uh, ANC conference was rigged? The last one? Yeah. No, no, no. Obviously 2017, different different yeah, yeah, question, yeah. but... No. Okay. Everyone, everyone was fine with it. Yeah. I mean, this, this, well, maybe not fine, but... They accepted that. Yeah. That's probably the result. <laughs> yeah. That the, the yeah. ANC probably selected him. In fact, when when Zueli was on as a running a gay, like everyone was like, oh, okay, so I was just gonna win this, because because <laughs> like we have obviously not not that much confidence, but to moving forward, our confidence as uh, okay, my, I was speaking for myself as a South African is in Cyril until we we find. Till we have a way out and then we can speak about moving him or keep you get what i'm saying but for now removing him then someone has to come with another plan because sitting from afar and thinking your plan is gonna work you haven't dealt with the people it's it's easy to say no i have a plan it's gonna work but what about do what, how is it gonna work do how um have you thought about the people have you been in the president's position to know that for sure this plan is gonna work huh? So I think people who just get on TV, I will fix. Ah, they just big mouth. Can I tell you what I believe? 
South Africa is crying out for a president that has the values that, yeah. that, that shares the values of the of people. Africa, yeah. Yeah. Because most of those politicians sitting in Parliament do not share our values. Yeah. And most people in South Africa are believers. Yeah. They're Christian believers. Yeah. And so we want a president with our values and we can't find one True. at the moment. Mm. So I know I said that was the last one, but <laughs> then um, something else he did speak about and you just mentioned South Africa is wanting a president that shares their values. One thing he spoke about was the whole what age do you think would be so um he used the example of uh, joe biden being 80 and he he he's able to for instance with the ukraine war um just give instructions or um, make decisions and stuff knowing that he doesn't have to answer for future generations because he knows that he's going to be dead uh, soon so he doesn't need to answer for future generations and stuff so he he was basically saying we need to start looking at younger candidates in terms of presidency and stuff like that do you agree with that or not quick absolute one nonsense. minute why not no because joe biden's a problem because his health issues yeah and he's not compass mentors if joe if joe biden at his age looked healthy to me i would have no issue but i'd be looking at his values yeah uh, there's a lot of 80 year olds that are pretty capable and if they've got the right values you know i mean Nelson mandela was around 80. Mm. in fact while he was president he had his 80th birthday mm. and he didn't look like joe biden mm. he was sharp you know and he was large and in charge and in fact Nelson mandela could have run for another term mm. he decided to step down after one term so yeah I, I actually don't like that because um, I, in my view if a young person gets into the presidency they've been put there mm. you know there, there just isn't enough time for them to have built up the reputation the experience all of those things to take on the presidency say under the age of 45 uh, they, they've been they've been put there yeah that's that's my opinion black knight either than the fact that um there will be like pastor kevin is saying be owned i have no problem with it the only problem i have with that system like pastor kevin is saying that person will still be owned so we'll just have a fresh owned cyril ramaphosa also so that is yeah in psalm 34 verse 4 it says i sought the lord and he answered me he delivered me from all my fears so i think the greatest fear in South Africa is load shedding followed quickly by who's going to lead us out of this. Yeah. Um, what leader is there that we can trust? If a leader comes up that we can trust, yo, they'll walk that election. Yeah. And um, if, if a leader comes that we can trust, the press will attack them. Yeah. And that will only solidify their popularity. True. Because people don't believe the media here. Mm -mm. People don't fall for the media. Yeah. So, um, any South African, but you know, the world's South African. We mm. used to think South Africa's collapsing, immigrate. Mm. Where are you going to immigrate to now? Everyone's collapsing. <laughs> so, at least when you're falling, it's good to know everyone else is falling with you. Yeah. Therefore, I'm telling the people of the world cry to God, start handing your nation over to the Lord. And God promises that if His people will repent, and will pray and will call upon his name he will save them mm. and that's what i want to encourage everyone to do yeah man this has been the political show it's been really 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 awesome so let us know your thoughts on our thoughts or your thoughts on what 
um, the interview uh, Thomas Hausen what thomas hausen said um on our social media platforms i'm your girl cynthia but you can call me gix and with me in studio we've had gavin instant pastor gavin instant and the black the knight. black knight right here on the political show where christ politics is hot politics hot politics active fm radio has never been better Radio has never been better, baby. This is Active FM. Go to www.activefm.co.za for more.